it was cool to be there and talk with those guys and to run with them and run clean with them and put on a good show. Wausau East student Luke Van House put the world on notice when he finished second in the SRX race at Sunger Speedway last week. He was leading almost the entire race, but he fell behind after a late caution to finish second. Still, the 17-year-old showed off his skills against some of the best competition in the world. Matt Infield talked with Fenhouse about the entire weekend and what the experience was like to prove himself on the biggest stage. Let me just start with this. How has being Luke Fenhouse changed in the last seven days? It's been crazy. I mean, uh, a lot of people have asked me, has it soaked in about Slinger Nationals? It's like, not really. You know, I've, on the, I've been on the go um, kind of all week, um, but it's been a huge step in it for my career um, in the right direction. So um, the media has been crazy and, and the racing has been nuts, um, but it's, it's, it's going in the right, right direction. Yeah, so obviously we talked about Slinger last week before the SRX race. And obviously you put on a show there, put a lot of people on notice about how talented you are and what kind of potential you have. What was the feeling when you first showed up to Slayer on Friday for the seat fitting? Um, I was nervous. I was really nervous. Um, just to like see Ray Everham and, and some of those uh, SRX guys that have uh, helped all along. Um, you know, I was, I was, it was, my nerves were going and I was, you know, I was worried about how the car was going to handle and how the horsepower was going to react and the tire was going to react and all these other uh, factors that go in, go into it. So, um, my nerves were up, but, um, you know, I was, I was feeling good about it too. So who were some of the first, I guess, heavy hitters in SRX that you talked to when you got there on Friday? Um, I talked to Ray kind of right away. Um, and he kind of just, we talked about the car and we talked about the SRX series and we talked about just a whole bunch of things and kind of got that connection rolling, um, which was big for me because uh, that kind of relieved a little bit off my shoulders and uh, just kind of let me ease down. And, um, and it, was, it felt good to talk to them guys and learn more about the car and, um, you, know, you know, make a good connection there. For those who may not know, Ray Evernham is one of the co-starters of SRX with Tony Stewart. Also, multiple-time championship crew chief with Jeff Gordon in the 90s, one of the great mm -hmm. technical innovators in the history of NASCAR, team owner, believe he's a NASCAR Hall of Famer. So pretty, pretty big name yeah. to say the least. How did you spend the rest of Friday other than the seat fitting and just kind of uh, talking to people in the garage area and, on the, and around the track? Yeah, I mean, we checked out the track um, and, and it looked good and everything was kind of getting set up with CBS and um, we did a little talking with CBS and, um, you know, kind of just, um, you know, went around um, in, went around to every team um, and handshaked their hand and, uh, you know, kind of introduced myself um, and got to know the guys and, uh, you know, put my name out to them guys and, um, you know, then kind of got, got the seat, seat fitted right and the pedals adjusted a little bit and kind of just got comfortable. Um, and then, uh, you know, talked to Ray and a bunch of other guys and got some lunch and enjoyed the day. I mean, this in all seriousness. Do you remember, I saw a picture of you talking with Alan Bestwick, who is yep. the play-by-play -play guy for SRX. Do you remember races that Alan Bestwick called for NASCAR, either on ESPN or NBC? Probably not NBC, actually. It would probably only be ESPN, maybe, right? Yeah, I mean, like, a few. Um, I remember, um, you know, 
obviously I know him and he's been around forever. Um, so I remember him a little bit, um, but that was that was cool to talk to him and kind of tell him my story too. Yeah, uh, he's one of the best for sure. You were lightning quick in practice on Saturday. So first, was the adjustment to the SRX cars, was it quick or did it take a little bit of time to get that comfort level to where you could set those fast times? Um, I would say probably mm, 10 laps, so I would think fairly quick. Um, it was kind of just weird. I was still looking for the same feel in the car, um, just the adjustment to the power and the seat and um, you know, the tire and, and all those different factors were kind of a little different to me, but um, I adapted quick and uh, that was the big part for me is I was so nervous about that. Um, but once I kind of got it and got into a rhythm, um, it kind of just fell to me. How would you describe the difference in the feel and the power of an SRX car compared to a super late model? Yeah, I mean, they're different. Um, it, was, it was hard to, uh, you know, save the right rear on it during the race. Um, you know, when the tires are so rock hard, um, it's hard to get them to turn um, and to feel good like I feel like in the super late model. So. Um, it was different, but me and Tony Erie, my crew chief, uh, really kind of got a good connection going and, and uh, did the right adjustments and played a, played a good race. So given the times you were setting in practice on Saturday, which like I said, were very, very fast, and you had won there on Tuesday, what was your confidence level going into the race? Yeah, I mean, once I kind of, to get my rhythm and started to feel the car out um, and talk to those guys, it kind of just eased down and uh, made me more comfortable, um, which helped me in just a, a mental phase. So, um, you know, once I kind of make the right adjustments with Tony, um, things kind of started to fall into place and my confidence boosted up. And um, I kind of just took it easy, you know, the first heat. But uh, once, once Andretti started to go and bump around, I thought, you know, here, it's go time now. So that's when I kind of started to get really comfortable and wait, wait, uh, work my way up. Now, speaking of kind of being bang, you said Marco kind of raised the ante there. I know when we talked last week, you said that you wanted to race these guys respectfully and cleanly, which I think by and large, everyone would say you did. Early in the first heat, mixed it up a little bit with Haley Deegan, a little door slam, gave Ernie Francis Jr. the bumper coming off the corner. Is that just short track racing? Was there any intent behind that or was that accidental or what? Um, kind of accidental. I mean, Haley really accidental. I didn't try to get into her at all. Um, that was just kind of hard racing and that horsepower kind of got away from me. Um, but Andretti, he races hard and took it three wide and, um, you know, kind of was hitting me and I thought, all right, and, you know, it's kind of, you kind of got to get going now. So that's when my kind of racing, you know, mind, you know, started to get into it and uh, run harder and more aggressive. And um, Ernie was, Ernie was, um, Ernie Francis Jr. was, 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 um, you know, good too. I mean, he was aggressive too. So, um, bumping him, him a little bit, it was just kind of, you know, we had that a little extra roll throughout the center and it was just a little close racing. So, yep. Nothing wrong with that. Third in the first heat, third in the second heat. I know the broadcast yeah. said you finished fourth, but I thought you I think third. third, yeah. Yeah, it was a photo finish right to the line, which set you up to start on the front row for the main lap, for the main event, 150 laps. You started second, but let's be honest, the real show was the majority of that was a battle for the lead between you and Tony Stewart. How incredible was that? 
it was crazy. I mean, the biggest event and race of my life and the biggest moment of my life. So um, Tony is an awesome dude to talk to off the racetrack and to race with him. He raced me clean um, and uh, we put on a show and, you know, that was the main part was to really run him hard, but um, clean too. So um, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, everyone enjoyed it. Um, I, I sure did. I loved it. Um, it was exhausting to say the least. Um, he ran me hard. Um, but, but clean. So it was a fun race and a big moment for, you know, my racing career. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, 12-second laps where you're in the corner the majority of the time, so you can't physically pinch yourself. Did you at any point in that battle have kind of a mental pinch-me moment? Um, a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's hard to keep your mind rolling and, and focused at the same time. So, um, you, you kind of just have to, you know, be, be on top of your game, the whole, the whole race and, um, you know, really, really stay focused and, um, you know, try to, you know, have your mind in the right place at the right time. And, uh, that's kind of what we did. And, um, we tried to save as much tires as we could and go from there. You had the race in the bag seemingly until a caution comes out as you are about to take the white flag. What was your reaction when you saw that yellow? Um, I, I don't know. I, I was, I wasn't mad. Um, I knew like it was going to be a good photo finish. Um, I was, I wasn't worried cause I knew we had a good car in the long run, but the short run is what kind of killed me. And, um, you know, I thought we would have had it, um, just because I was coming to the white flag and then they wrecked off a of four coming to the white flag. So um, it was hard to me to swallow that because it, it would have been my biggest win of my racing career for sure. But um, to say the least, it was, it was a fun race. You could say it. The result's not going to change now. Did Marco jump the restart? Um, I, I think so a little bit, but um, you know, he just did what he had to do to win the race. Um, that's from every racing aspect. Um, that's what you got to do to win the race. So um, you know, maybe jumped it a little bit. I spun my tires a little bit. Um, so, you know, no, no hate, no foul there, um, for sure. But, um, you know, he was just a bit better on the top than I was on the bottom at, at that time in the race. So, uh, he, he hats off to him. Did you maybe learn something from that moment, just being as young as you are and as experienced as he is about kind of the gamesmanship, I guess, of racing where you, I guess he kind of pushed the limit and he puts the onus on, the officials to call him for jumping the start there, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's hard to, to say, uh, you know, but um, I think, you know, he ran a really well race and did what he have to, you know, do to, to win the race. So, um, you know, I, I probably should have took the top, you know, if I had to redo it, um, you know, so I could roll throughout the center in the corner better. Um, and he could, he, that's where he uh, was just better than us. Um, you know, and if I had to redo it, I would pick the top and, and try to redo it. Actually, I was interested in that because you had, as a leader, you had the choice, yeah, right? Yeah. Restart before with 12 to go, you took the top. And then on the last one, you took the bottom. So what was the thought process there? Um, you know, the top, I, w I was worried Andretti would, um, you know, kind of shove us up yep. on the last restart. And I, and, um, you know, so I didn't take the top. And I said, if anything, I could shove them up a little bit. Right. Um, and that's kind of what my plan was going into it. I wasn't going to, you know, move them or hit them or anything. I was going to try to pass them clean. Um, you know, but he was just, he, he was the better car and he, you know, rolled throughout the center better and, you know, hats off to him. 
Now, you kind of hit on it a little bit before. What's the balance of being disappointed, obviously, that you didn't win, but also knowing that, by all accounts, you were the star of the show in front of a national audience and a field full of racing superstars? Yeah, I mean, of course I wanted to win. Um, that's, you know, just the drive and effort into me. Um, I always want to win, but um, it was a win being there, you know. I'm talking to those guys. That was just a win by itself. So um, it, was, it was cool to be there and talk with those guys and to run with them and run clean with them and put on a good show. And, um, you know, it gave me a ton of publicity and, um, you know, a lot of confidence to go forward. What were some of the conversations you had post-race like? Yeah, I mean, I talked a lot with Ray and Tony, and, um, you know, Tony was a huge help. Uh, you know, he just told me to stay humble and keep going and keep working hard. And, um, you know, even he said, you know, I'm the most composed 17-year-old he's ever talked to. So it's been, it's been cool to talk to those guys and, uh, you know, like I said, put on a show for everyone. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the next step in my career. Yeah, uh, you kind of took a little bit of the quote that I was about to read to you, but I've got the full thing right here. Tony Stewart, three-time NASCAR Cup champion, one of the best racers in North American motorsports history, said, quote, within five minutes, you really like the kid. He's the most composed 17-year-old kid I've ever seen. There are kids in the Truck Series and Xfinity Series that don't have the composure that this guy's got. I hope someone will give this guy a shot, even if it's a one-race deal. Give him a shot and something to give him a crack at it and see if he can make a name. And he also said that spending time with you was the highlight of his day. What runs through your mind when you hear Tony Stewart say that about you? Um, it's kind of like happy emotional. Um, it's cool just to be in that position and talk to him. And um, I appreciate everything he has done for the sport. Um, in motorsports um, because he's an awesome dude you know he really is and uh, he's got his own Xfinity team and um, Stuart Haas Racing has has really done well and is still doing well to this day so um, you know like like he said I, I hope we get that one race deal just to see what we can do and see if we can you know run good and some good equipment and uh, you know hopefully it takes us to the next step. Have you had any conversations with anyone yet about any potential maybe ARCA truck series deals in the last couple of days? We haven't. Um, you know, obviously with the Alan Kowicki driver development program, we're trying to really focus on that and win that. Um, you know, we're spending a lot of time into that. And, and being in that program, you can't have anything NASCAR-wise. So, um, you know, if something would plan out to, to happen, it'd have to be either next year or late this year um, and hopefully we can get a race in this year um, you know we'll see kind of that that season ends right on the border of um, you know the quickie season so we'll see if the right opportunity comes you know I can't say no to it for sure um, that would just be the highlight of my career um, but for right now I'm, I'm gonna try and win that quickie cup I imagine you have to feel uh, humbly you have to feel pretty good about your chances of winning that now even though there's a long way to go yeah I mean there's a long way to go for sure um, we just got to keep winning races um, obviously this was a big step in the right direction um, and community service wise we've been doing a lot uh, uh, for that um, so we just got to stay on board with everything and uh, keep doing well on the racetrack and performing well and uh, you know hopefully it'll we our chances are good enough at the end of the year in your own words, how would you best describe the last seven days of your life? Um, unforgettable. Um, this will be a time that I will always remember um, just because it's, you know, it, it could, you know, 
it could potentially build my racing career to be where it's gonna go. Um, and this has been the biggest step in the you know right direction for my career. So um, unforgettable, and um, you know just it's hard. You know it's hard to describe it because words can't describe it. It's been so crazy and and cool, and you know there's just so many different words that you can put together. Um, you know that uh, for this week that um, you know is that that looks into the future and um, I've been super excited and humbled to be there to where I'm at and uh, you know hopefully it, it takes off in the right direction. Ray Evernham, you saw the picture; it's on your Twitter page. Ray Evernham is wearing your shirt. <laughs> like I know. What, like what do you what do you think of that? Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's just it's hard to think about. You know I'm. I'm trying to, you know, always be the best in the race car and um, even in social media, I'm trying to be the best. So, um, you know, it's cool to, to think about Ray's, you know, Ray has, you know, been been talking to us and, and wearing my apparel. Um, it's just crazy to think about how far we've came in my career and, um, you know, where I'm at and where I started. Um, it's it's cool um, to talk, to talk to those guys and enjoy the moment with those guys. Um, but I'm super thankful um, we got to talk with them and for Ray for putting us in an SRX car. You said you wanted to soak the whole experience in. Do you think you did? Um, a little, like yes and no. Um, it's been hard to soak in the Slinger Nationals just because I was, um, you know, the media was like right after the day after and then um, we were busy setting up the SRX stuff and then went fitted like two days later and um, just hopped in that. So it's been busy with the SRX. I think I'm more soaked in the SRX race than Slinger Nationals, um, you know, but I've, I've been loving this all week. You've got a points battle in the Orchid Midwest series that you had to put on pause. You had to miss a race for the SRX event on Saturday night, which I'm sure was an easy trade-off, but has that now become the immediate focus, just getting back in that points battle? Yeah, I mean, it got rained out, so I, I left ah, so out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it all worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but we got a points battle at Slinger um, for weekly guys, and then the points battle at Midwest Tour. So, um, you know, it's gonna be a busy schedule for sure. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. A lot of confidence came out of this, and uh, you know, now I just gotta keep it rolling, winning races, and keep turning heads and, uh, you know, looking into the future and hopefully uh, something comes up NASCAR wise and it takes off. I would not be surprised in the slightest if we saw Fenhouse in a truck at some point in the near future. Good luck to him in his future career. That's all for this episode. Until next time, take care.